Now, we start a business to make money or provide the lifestyle we want, right? But what happens when your clients, your competitors, or the market conditions forces you to reduce your fees? And you keep reducing them so low that at the end of the day, you're pretty much working for nothing. And I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound like smart business to me. So maybe it's time we took a stance, like those 80s supermodels who wouldn't get out of bed for less than a million dollars a day. Of course, we'll be getting out of bed for much, much less than a million dollars a day. But shouldn't we be focusing some, if not a lot of our energy and efforts on the fees we are charging? Welcome to the Property Management Podcast with That Property Mum. I'm your host, Kylie Walker. I'm a former television sports journalist and mother of four turned co-owner of a million-dollar real estate brand. Each week, I teach women in the property management industry all the best tips to help you balance your career and family, grow your dream business, master your fear, boost your confidence, and conquer your mindset. Ready to get started? Let's dive in. Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Property Management Podcast with That Property Mum. I'm your host, Kylie Walker, and thank you so much for joining me. So how do I grow my rent roll or property management business? This is still one of the biggest questions every real estate business owner wants to know. But is that really the right question to be asking all the time? What about a new conversation, one around fees? Like, what fees should we charge? How much should we be charging? Should we be discounting? Asking these questions are every bit as important, especially if we are looking to increase our profits and income, which of course is the ultimate goal for any business really. Charging higher or more fees and discounting less can be just as financially rewarding to a property management business as growth. My guest on this week's episode, Darren Hunter, couldn't agree more. Darren is a national and international property management trainer, expert, and leading industry authority in fees and overcoming fee discounting. He's written a whole book around the topic of fees. And in this interview, he shares his advice on how to overcome the top fee objections and how to avoid discounting even when everyone else is doing it. Thank you so much, Darren, for joining me on the Property Management Podcast. I am super excited to have you here, uh, one of the gurus of consulting and training in the property management industry. But before we dive in, can you please let our listeners know a little bit about yourself and how you got started in property management? Okay. So, I've been in property management since 1989. I first started as a very uh, green and underconfident uh, with a property manager in Adelaide in a little place called Mile End. Um, did 15 years frontline property management um, in both metropolitan and regional. Uh, and I've also done two years as a state property manager for elders, managing 28 property managers spread over 18 offices over, over technically four states. A lot of fun, and um, and really since two thousand five, I've been a full time uh, trainer and consultant in property management. Now, you know, teaching property management and fees over you know three countries now. So it's been a lot of fun. That is an extensive history. So, so what attracted you to property management, and what has kept you in it for so long now? Okay, so I guess 
what attracted me was it was just the first real job I could have um, because before that I was pumping petrol at a, a petrol station and, and replacing tyres and trying to sell tea towels over the phone for the Royal Guide Dogs Association and selling fertiliser over the phone and those jobs sort of sucked and I had an opportunity um, someone saw um, a gentleman called Lynn Andrews. It's, it's, a, it's a guy, and he had a, had a series of offices in Adelaide. And we connected, and he saw that I had potential to be a property manager. Um, and he threw me in uh, into the deep end, and that was the start. It was the first job where I had to wear a shirt, you know, shirt and tie. Brilliant. Like so many people in the industry, you just kind of find your way in here. And it's like a rabbit hole. You sort of, it's very hard to get out once you're in. Now, Darren, let's talk about our topic today, which is fees. Uh, And what are some of the biggest objections and how do we overcome them? All right. So straight off the cuff, the biggest objections, what we need to understand, Kylie, is that there's a few things here. Um, Is that when we have a prospective owner come to us and wanting to uh, challenge us, it's called the the art of negotiation. It, you're you're in real estate. That same owner goes down to McDonald's and buys a, a buys a Big Mac. They're not going to ask for a discount, right? They go down to Woolies, Woolworths, and ask you know and buy something. They're not going to ask for a discount with the cashier. But because we work in real estate, it's it's fun time. It's a thrill. It's, you know, how often do we get to negotiate our price? If we're on Facebook Marketplace looking for our next lounge suite or next piece of furniture, we'll negotiate. If we are looking for a car, we'll try and negotiate. And of course, in real estate, everyone knows you're in real, you know, it's negotiation time. When you hop on a plane and hopefully we get back to Bali or go to Thailand, what part of the fun of the holiday is negotiating. You don't pay full price. And so because that principle exists in real estate, people are just going to try you and try you for a discount because it's just the, it's just the fun of the game. And so you need to be ready to play the game, not be offended when someone asks for a discount, just be ready for it because they're just going to do it anyway. And so the biggest objections you're going to get, the big ones are, is if you can match your fee with the other agent down the road, the other agent is cheaper. It's the same thing, really. Your fees are too high uh, and, you know, can you just give a discount? Because I just want you to give a discount. So it's all about the thrill of the kill. And so your job is to understand some key principles and be ready for those because the objections I've just given you is probably what you're going to deal with 80% of the time. So if you can just nail those four objections, you're going to be able to nail and have confidence to step up to the plate and deal with deal with deal with those. Let's just do a little bit of a role play then. I'm a landlord and you're my property manager and I've come to you and I do say the agency down the road is two percent cheaper than you. Um, can you match it? Okay, so firstly understand now Kylie, we've got to get into some psychology here. And understand first, and what I'm about to say is going to be so liberating to, to the people that are that are tuned into this podcast. If I'm a new agency, right, and I'm coming into the marketplace and I'm looking at my 10 different competitors and, Kylie, you're from Queensland, is that right? Yep. So instead of 10 competitors, you've got 50, okay, if you're in Queensland. 
because <laughs> it's so competitive up there. And so you're going to go out to the marketplace and go, okay, what am I going to charge for my management fee, my leasing fee, my other fees? And you're going to go and you're going to go, well, that agency down the road there, they suck. I think they look terrible. I've heard bad things about them. Um, the the business owner of that business hates property management. He only has it as, as a side thought. He focuses on sales. So I know I'm better than them. So I know I can price myself more. All right. And they'll also keep on going and go, oh, that agency down the road there, they're specialist property management. I know the boss there. They're really, really good. I don't think I'm as good as them. Therefore, I'm not going to price myself as high as them. And this is how people, when they come in, they don't just go and invent their management fee, leasing fee. They do it based on what they think or where they fit in the market. All right. So coming back to your script now of, or if you can match the other fee with the other agent, they're 2% cheaper, we've got to keep that in mind. So, Mr. Smith, thank you for bringing it up. And we're well aware of what others charge, but did you know they also know what I charge is too? And despite knowing that, they've, they've priced themselves 2% cheaper because they know that they cannot compete with us. They know they're not as good as us on our level of service. Otherwise... They wouldn't be 2% cheaper. If they felt they were the same as us, they would be charging the same fees as us. You need to be very, very careful. That is gold. That is brilliant. Um, it's like the conversation when people um, are looking for a budget agency. Well, I know what I would say, but what do you, I want to hear it from, from you. What do you say to, um, to people or property managers whose landlords all want that budget agency? Well, look, I understand that the, the, that you want the, the budget agency, Mr. Smith, because you want to feel that value around getting those, you know, lesser fees at the front end. But you've also got to take into account with the budget agency the mental anguish you're going to experience and the sleepless nights you're going to have trying to micromanage the property manager or the series of property managers with the revolving door they're going to have because those property managers are going to completely overload it because they've got to earn a profit um, and you just it, it's just going to be really, really bad for you. And this is what typically happens with budget agencies. Brilliant. Do you think sometimes that we uh, as property managers are our biggest hurdles when it comes to having these fee objection conversations? Do you think we're afraid uh, or we're not confident? What part do we play in not making these conversations so uncomfortable? So I think we paint a target on our back as pick me, pick me for fee discounts when we have deliberately not allowed ourselves to have strong points of difference. Because when an owner comes into the market and he sees a red brand, a green brand, and a yellow brand, and that's the only differences he can see, he's proactively come in. Who's going to stand out? Who's going to be my hero? Who's the person that I'm going to be able to put my half million, one million dollar investment into their hands? And after speaking to three or four agencies, don't forget, two didn't even return his call, all right, and speaking to them, he can't now still see a difference. They all process tenancy applications. They all do routine inspections. Um, same, 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 same. He's now going, well, I'm now going to be look, reactively looking for a difference and I'm now going to be focusing on fee. So where there is no point of strong points of difference, the focus is now on the fee. 
And we've got property managers out there that just think that all owners want cheap fees, but they're not seeing the obvious in front of them is they've simply set themselves up without really powerful, effective points of difference that makes them stand out in that first phone inquiry at the listing presentation as the, hey, we're better because. You, you brought up a really good point there. I'm a, a big advocate of points of difference as well. Um, do you have a bit of a strategy that around how people or agencies can work out their point of difference? Sure. Well, it, it's all about understanding just looking different and being different to the owner at the front end. All right. The front end as in when that phone rings right up to the point of a listing presentation, all up to the point of actually signing a management agreement. You only have to be that much different, one inch different in head than your competitors to win the race. Because in the race, you win the prize, which is a management agreement. And if you're second, you get nothing. You only have to be a little bit better. So how are you going to stand out? So there is various ways and means that you can do that. Now, firstly, when the when the phone rings and you're speaking to them, and this is where we get into our effective points of difference that my business partner, Dennis Yusuf, really goes into. You, you need to be talking about proof statements. Mr. Smith, last month we had 98% of our properties occupied and our tenants paid on time rate was 99.5%. So points, proof statements, okay? And Mr. Smith, I know that you may be speaking to some other agents as well. Can you make sure that you ask them about their occupancy rates and their tenants paid on time rates? Oh, by the way, if when you ask that question and ask for their percentages and they sound like they don't know what you're talking about or don't have a clue, make sure you call me back. <laughs> It's, it's setting it's setting up your competitor because they're not going to know those stats. They're not going to have them ready because they probably didn't listen to this podcast, all right? And and so you're setting that up. So making that difference that when you get off the call, you've got to send them the pre-listing email template. Now, you want a copy of that. It actually goes with Dennis's book, The PM Lead Secrets. Just go to pmleadsecrets.com. When you get the book, you'll automatically get the pre-listing email that he uses that you send out immediately to the owner as soon as you're off the call. Now, the other thing you've got to do is that you've got to get out. If you want to stand out and be different, it's a game of trust. Real estate is not a game of fees. It's a game of trust. Who gets the most trust first wins the deal. So we've got to put trust maximizing strategies in immediately to make you look different from the two or three other competitors they might be speaking to. Just get out your mobile phone. And I know a lot of ladies are going to hate me for this, but yes, we're going to do a video. Very simple. Just hold it up. Do it like you're going to take a selfie. Get the video going. Hi, Mr. Smith. Look, it was really, really good speaking to you right now. I'm looking forward to seeing you at uh, your rental property tomorrow at four o'clock. And I'll make sure that I'll also bring along some rental uh, valuations or you know amounts that are going on the air. But I look forward to seeing you then. Bang. SMS. Now, guess what? None of your competitors did any of that. And suddenly now they're seeing you, um, they're hearing you, they're, they're meeting you digitally, and now you're the favourite because now you've got the most trust and your competitors did none of that. And that SMS strategy and the pre-listing email, I've got, we've got so many stories of people that have done that and said we just slammed home the deal or the owner called me back a few minutes later or whatever 
Um, it, it, it's just simple things like that. And that is points of difference in itself. You're absolutely right. Not a lot of people out there would be doing that. So if you're listening right now, jump on what Darren has just said and do it and let us know um, how you go as well. But let's talk about discounting. So if if it's not the point of difference that we're not having a conversation about, we're getting into a bit of a discounting war, say. How do agencies stick to their guns and stand by their fees regardless of what the competitors are doing or what the market conditions are? Sure. Okay, so why don't we go with the objection? Well, look, the other agent is able to give a 1% discount. Why can't you? Do you want to get into that? So your response is really simple. Look, Mr. Smith, if the other agent was quick to drop their management fees just like that and they panicked like that, what have they just displayed to you about their ability to negotiate? And let's say they listed your property for rent and prospective tenants coming along and want to discount on your rent, what have they just displayed they're going to do to your, to your rental amount? That's why you need a strong negotiator um, with your rent and that's why we need to get full fix. Brilliant. Love it. And this is not my, this is stuff that I just borrowed from a guy called Tom Foster from the 80s, who was a real estate king in America. And I've just took some of the, you know, the panic thing and just wove it in. But I just want to encourage everybody. There is a response to every objection that you get in a way that's going to impress them. And I just want to encourage everybody with this, just to understand if someone's come to you with the language of, but if you can discount, if you can match your fee, the other agent is cheaper. This is actually what they're saying to you in their head. This is the conversation going on in their head when they make that statement. And it's simple. They're saying, we want you. We love you. We don't like the other agent, but I'm one of those people that I like to, you know, have my cake and eat it too. I want to be able to sleep well at night. I love you. I like their fees. If I can have both, I'll be happy. That's what they're doing. So when you hear that, they're actually saying they want you. It's just about the fee. And you only now have to come up with a really good objection to bounce it back and you're there. It's a little speed hump. And if you can impress them like that, if they can see that you believe in your fees and you believe in your service, they can see it in your eyes, they can see it in your body language, they can hear your conviction. When your prospects see that you believe it, they will believe it too. At the end of the day, we can't work for nothing either, can we? So um, we, we've got to make, we're in business to make a profit and provide a lifestyle for ourselves. So I think this is an essential skill, would you agree, for all property managers or BDMs, business owners to have? And also, do you think there is, when property managers are going into a negotiation around fees, should they know at the top end of the negotiation what they can negotiate on rather than having to say, oh, look, I'll have to go back to my boss and I'll come back to you with what I can negotiate on? Uh, possibly. I think we need to go in there with the assumption we're going to get the business. So this is the actual two necessary ingredients to walk away with the deal, confidence and enthusiasm. And confidence and enthusiasm comes when we are equipped and armed to the eyeballs with effective points of difference and we know our fee scripts. That's going to make us feel like we're walking in seven foot tall and we're going to be ready and equipped for anything that comes our way. Because if they simply are asking for your fees and then simply want less, no matter what your fees are, 
we've got to counter that with effective fee scripts. And, uh, and, and the reason why they feel like they have to have their discount to win. And we load it up already with our points of difference, our pre-listing email. We have our video SMS text. We have our proof statements. Also having a property owner's handbook and a tenant handbook as well to show them that, Mr. Smith, when you sign up with us, here is a typical uh, handbook that we give to our clients. I can't leave this with you. I can only give it to clients that sign up with us. Also, here is if you sign up with us, this is the level and depth we go to in educating the tenant here. Have a look at our tenant handbook as well. And before you know it, you're a 100 miles different. And then they turn around and after you've done all that and they say, well, if you can match your fee with the other agent, well, Mr. Smith, you know, can I just – can I just confirm, do you feel that we need to match their fee because you feel that we're the same as them and we do exactly the same? Is that why? Of course, that's a loaded question. You're likely going to get, well, yes. Okay, well, Mr. Smith, did they show you their property owner's handbook? Did they show you their tenant handbook? Because we're only a 1% difference. And another thing for everyone out there is that as, as property managers, Usually, not all the time, but if we're good property managers, it usually means we suck at maths, all righty? And if we suck at maths, because I failed maths at high school, by the way, and um, because I just haven't got that brain, but if we suck at maths, our clients probably do too. What is 1%? Because if the rent is $600 a week, 1% is just six bucks. It's a cup of coffee a week. Some people have two a day. And so... In that case, then, Mr. Smith, you actually really know, but the difference between us and the other agent is only a cup of coffee. And you're now dispelling um, this fantasy, the thing that they think 1% is too high. And suddenly most people go, oh, my goodness, I never realized. And before you know it, you're signing the management agreement and you've dealt with those objections effectively. And you've just released a book as well, haven't you, about this exact topic. Where can uh, listeners get a copy of that? All right, so um, it's about to go to print. It's a labor of love. It's really my 20 years on getting better fees. And there is some fee maximization principles, but it's all about you on overcoming discounting. I've got um, the, the scripts that we've just talked about, they're all in there. I've got 50, over 50 scripts in there right down to, but I want to manage my own property. I want to put a family member in there. I've got multiple properties. I deserve a discount. So many different fee objections in there. And the book is free. You just got to pay shipping, uh, $9.97 inside Australia. Um, it's $19.97 if you're in New Zealand or, or wherever. Just remember the book is Fee Scripts. So it's PM Fee Scripts secrets pmfeescriptssecrets.com and you'll be able to order the book there brilliant now for somebody just about to start out in property management or uh, or start a real estate business what are the the key fees that they should be charging these days it's one thing you know to have the let fee and the management fee and the or the rent collection fee but what are some other fees that we can be using to maximize the income there Sure. Okay. So one of the laws that we teach in the PMP scripts secrets book is called the law of the main game. I've actually written 11 laws, but the law of the main game is really simple to understand. Two owners are at a barbecue having a chat about property management. One gets on, oh, um, who's managing your property? Well, I'm with ABC Real Estate. Oh my goodness. I'm with XYZ Realty just down the road. What are you being charged? Oh, I'm in charge 8%. Oh, really? I'm getting 7%. But they didn't talk about any other fees, did they? 
because either they're overlooked or they're unimportant. And so you need to understand is that with the law of the main game is that the management fee, if not the leasing fee, is generally focused more on by property owners than anything else. So it's more the market than your mindset that dictates those big end fees. That's what owners consider as the main fee, all righty? But the other stuff just flies under the radar. So it's more your mindset than market that determines the others. And so I've got people right now and probably the, the, the worst fee place in Australia, which is the Gold Coast in Brisbane, and I've got people that are, you know, are easily charging $99 routine inspections. <gasps> Shock, horror. Everyone's saying, oh, but what's the management fee for? Well, no one's actually ever written a book, and I certainly haven't written a book on what the management fee has to include and what it's not to include. There is no regulation in Australia that says you must include this in your management fee. If it's no rule book or legislation or regulation or law, then it's your mindset that says what has to be included and what doesn't. So this leads us to the law of the better fee, which is also in the book, that if you believe with conviction that you should be charging it, even if your competitors aren't, it doesn't matter. You believe with conviction you should be charging it and you know how to give or justify it or give a reasonable response as to why you're charging it, then you get it. And if we can just simply have that, you see, Kylie, a lot of people, their fees are simply out because that's what they believe they can get and they can't get any more. Otherwise, they'd be charging more. And that's called the law of the fee lid. And we break that by, again, we believe that we should be charging something else and then simply an explanation on how to do that. And I give all of those justifications for, I think it's around about 15 to 20 different fees in the book. Yeah, I've charged that routine inspection fee for a very long time. I also charge an advertising fee as well. Uh, I don't advertise properties unless they have professional photos as well. Um, so I have a, a, quite a few different fees built in. One fee that when we first started, which was uh, 13 years ago for me, the only fee we had was the sundry fee, the old postage fee. Yeah. And, you know, some people still do charge charge that. They do. Do charge that, yes. And, I mean, that's always a, a, an easy fee to, to discount if you are forced to discount your fees. Um, although by the sounds of it, with your philosophy, we will never need to discount again. You don't. You don't. You load yourself up in points of difference, make yourself look like the clear market leader uh, because the game is on trust, not on fees. They want the person they can trust the most and you'll come in with your four fees that way. Now, with different fees and stuff like that, in the book I've got over 34 different fees and fee packages that are charged over Australia, New Zealand and the United States. And would you like me to rattle some off? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so this is going by memory. I'm probably not going to be able to come up with all 34, um, but you've got your um, you've got your management fee, and you've got five different types of management fee. You're thinking, oh my goodness, one of there's actually five. So the first one is your standard percentage. Okay, your run of the mill vanilla percentage on rents collected. The next one is a fixed fee, so it could be a, a straight $195 or $150 a month. All right. Um, and then on top of that, you've got, goodness me, I'm not even remembering the five now. Let's go for four. Um, you've got your all-inclusive. So that's your all-inclusive fee, all right? Um, and that's everything, all your, all your fees into one, one percentage. And one of the biggest mistakes that people make there is um, just not doing their numbers. And so in Adelaide, I was charging 16.5%. I was working with clients 
on the West Coast and we had up to 19%, all righty? Now, your numbers are based on everything, but you've got to do your numbers right. And in, you know, Melbourne, the, the rates should be up around about the 12, 13, 14% because that's what all of those other add-on fees add up to as a percentage. Now, you've also got the all-inclusive or what called the hybrid all-inclusive where you've got your all-inclusive plus you may just charge a leasing fee and marketing fee when the property turns over. Alrighty. So there's some management fees there. Um, leasing fee charges. So you've got your leasing fee, you've got your marketing fee, you've got an ingoing inspection fee as well. Every agency in Western Australia charges that. Hardly anyone else does because they think it should be part of a leasing fee. But again, that is your mindset. All right. Remember the law of the better fee. Um, we've got uh, your exit or your final inspection fee. Also, if you want to charge for a virtual tour, all right, so 360 virtual tour if you want to charge for a video tour. Um, of course, you've got your professional photos as well and those fees. You've then got your routine inspection fee. You've then got your monthly administration or you can call it a technology, but don't call it postage and petties. Those days are gone, all righty? Just call it something else. Don't call it also a statement fee because there are laws that exist in Australia where those monthly statements that you give are not to be charged for. You have to legally account for how you use their monies. So don't get into calling a monthly statement fees. All right. Now, we do have an annual statement fee, which is an ad value. You're not regulated to provide that. That's just an, an extra service you can provide. So we got that fee. We've also got um, payment disbursements. If you're paying uh, a water bill or a plumbing bill or whatever on behalf of the owner, a small charge there to put that through. You've also got repairs and maintenance fee as well, which is percentage of those repairs. Now you're thinking, oh, but what's the management fee for? Remember that rule. It's whatever you say it is. All righty. You've got um, a rent increase fee. So if you increase the rent by an extra $2,000 a year, well, you might charge 10% of that, for example. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the fees just, just go on and on. But we've got all 34 fees and fee packages in the book. How did I go, Kylie? That is amazing. And you, you've actually highlighted some I wouldn't have even considered charging as fees. So, And I, I think it's really interesting, um, and I was thinking while you were talking then, when you do list your fees, all the different fees, it's also, I think, important to highlight all of the value that you're adding um, behind the fees. So all of the extra services that your clients may not realise that you do behind the scenes. The, the communication with tenants, the preparation of all the administration side of things, um, the court appearances, all of those little things um, that your landlords, I think, take for granted. So when you are presenting fees to them, I think and I, I do this as part of my fee presentation, I have all of the, the services that are inclusive in those fees as well. Yeah, well done. So, yeah, absolutely. You've got to, you've got to outline, and as Dennis said, you've got to really be putting down, hey, we're saving you money because we're doing regular routine inspections that will save you doing, you know, this and this happens, it can cost you thousands of dollars. And it's always good to have um, stories around service levels and horror stories of you heard with cheaper agents. Because if they start talking about the cheaper agent and say, yeah, look, and this is what I know, this has happened, this, this owner thought he was saving money by going to a cheaper agent. In fact, this happened, this happened one or two years later. He's on the phone to me crying, telling me this shocking story. This is what happened. Because at, usually when a property investor or someone's coming into the market for the very, very first time, they don't realise how important communication is, having a quality property manager is. They do on the second and third 
time around. I think horror stories are something that everybody needs to needs to learn. And when you hear about those from cheaper competitors, we're quick to talk about those to get those first-time property investors off the track of thinking, I need a cheaper agent. You highlighted a great point there. Uh, a few years ago, we had a lot of those online property management companies coming into the marketplace. They were offering really low flat fees. And um, and I, you know, as I started losing some management to them, I actually looked into what they were offering a lot deeper, which is, I think, a really good lesson for anyone listening. Uh, don't just accept these lost managements. Look into your, your competitors and what they're charging. And what I actually found and I'm terrible at maths as well, but when I actually broke down the numbers and, you know, yes, they were charging a really low management fee. I think it was like 3% at the time, but their re-advertising fees were like over $1,000. And I spoke to a few people who had gone to the agency. They were only offering six-month leases to tenants. So, they're, they're making the, and I think it was only, ended up being about $50 less than my management fees, even though they thought they were getting this amazing discount and deal with this really low percentage. But in in actual fact, it wasn't a deal at all. So my response to that, with those apps that come out and say that they can replace the property manager and they'll connect the owner direct with the tenant, blah, 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 blah. My response to that is real simple, is that the day the tenant pays the rent on time, looks after the property and returns the property perfectly, less fair wear and tear is the day that the property manager is no longer required. End of story. Because it's the things that don't go right that give us a job in property management. And and it, it's how often do things go wrong? All the time. So because we've got people living in the property called tenants, the houses aren't locked up, kept empty, because we've now got another factor called the tenant living in a property, that creates the industry of property management. And those apps have failed. The owners want peace of mind. They want to be able to sleep at night. And only a quality property manager is going to be able to do that. No app and no cheap agency is going to be able to provide that. Yeah, absolutely true. Now, I love personal development. Um, so what is one thing that you can share with our listeners that will help them? A podcast, a book, an action item or anything else? Um, look, it really comes down to, for me, I'm, I'm a real freak with time management. So getting better with your time as a property manager. See, the more you're in control, the more healthy you're going to be. The more feeling in control, the more mental health you're going to be. Therefore, you have to become a master with not so much time management, but task management because we can't control time. The clock just ticks with or without you. You can't control that. But it's all about the allotted time that you've got to get your tasks done. And that's what you need to become a master with. Anything good on time management. One of probably one of the greatest books that I've read too if you want to get into quality time management, actually three, three books on three different levels. Here's your bronze, your silver, and your gold, all right? Levels, if you want to go with this. The, the bronze basic level learning with time management is uh, you can go to Amazon, you can go to audible.com where I do my learning. Um, of course, eat that frog. The universally accepted book around time management, 21 different um, productivity skills and tasks and, and things that you can learn. The next book, now that's by a guy called Brian Tracy. The next book is the, is the silver version, which goes into a lot more depth, called Flight Plan. 
Um, and that's again by Brian Tracy. That's around about four or five hours long, a lot more in depth than Eat That Frog. And the next level up is about nine hours, and I just love it because I just can't get enough of being in control, is called Time Power. But, you know, I've also written a, a little book. I've got it here. It's 100 different tips on time management. You can get that for free. Just pay for postage. Just go to pmpowerkeys.com. That's pmpowerkeys.com, and you can order that book. I've only got about 20 or so left. So that's all my 100 tips on being in control of the property manager. Fantastic. Thank you so much. I'm going to go and get myself a copy of those books. Now, how can our listeners connect with you guys? Well, if you want to connect with us, just just connect firstly, be part of our community. Go to the IGT Inner Circle on Facebook. That's our Facebook group. There are three questions uh, that you need to answer. Otherwise, Uncle Dennis, who is our gatekeeper, won't let you in. Uh, <laughs> we need to know who you are. Um, and otherwise, inspiregrowthtraining.com, just go there. We also better see our podcast. We've got podcast called BDM Coach. We've got the PM Growth Expert Show. We've got the PM Power Show, which is good nuts and bolts for property managers, plus the outsourced PM Podcast Show, which you're talking about how to effectively get virtual assistance doing up to 80% um, of your property management workload. Brilliant. I will share links to all of those places, books, etc., in the show notes. Darren, thank you so much for joining me. It was great to connect with you and um, I look forward to um, working with you again in the future. Cool. Thank you. Hey there. I know your time is valuable, so thank you for spending it here. Now, if you are someone who is serious about growing your property management business, and you'd like to learn the systems that I've put in place inside my own business that consistently brings in five to 15 new management leads every single week without me having to do anything, then go to the show notes and click on the link to get on the waiting list for the growth school and you'll get notified when it launches. Until next time, my friend, 